You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Oh boy, we got an episode today and it's one of my longer interviews. I don't usually do interviews that go too much over 45 minutes and the one here went for about an hour 20. I guess I'm pointing that out just because I got into a heated yet fun conversation with an old friend of mine. Her name is Kinda. She is a very sweet, smart, lovely woman in her 40s, as you know from the title. And as you also know from the title, it's an honest conversation. So when I do these episodes with the honest conversation, I like to say who I'm talking to. In this case, it's a woman in her 40s. And the reason why I'm so specific to her age, right? Why couldn't it be a, a woman who's an artist, which she is, or a woman who lives in LA, which she is. But the reason why I'm saying a woman in her 40s is because we have a large discussion about sexual market value, different value at different ages. We talk about her opinions, my opinions, and some statistics and facts around what men and women are choosing based on their age, based on where they are in their sexual market value. Sexual market value meaning the value that you have in the dating and marketplace, which changes, well, one of the factors that changes your sexual market value is your age. It's not the thing, but it is a very heavy hitter in terms of what makes a woman or man's sexual market value higher or lower. So that's what we talk about. And there's a lot of interesting discussion. We agree on some things. We disagree on some other things. She opens my eyes to some things. I open her eyes to some things. And it was really cool. You're going to hear this in the beginning because she's not just some random woman. She is, like I said, an old friend. She was on my original podcast. So before I did How to Talk to Girls, which came out in the end of 2014, I had another podcast. It came out in 2009 called Dudes Talking About Chicks. I know I come up with the best titles, don't I? <laughs> Dudes Talking About Chicks was another dating advice podcast where I got my start at giving dating advice to men. It was me and an old buddy of mine, Kyle, and we had dudes talking about chicks, which give dating advice to guys. I was the guy who's giving the advice. Kyle was kind of like the funny host, so to speak. And we had her on the podcast. You'll hear the story in just a bit. And she came on and we just stayed in touch over the years. And she left a comment on one of my Instagram reels that got a lot of responses. And she was like, wow, this is crazy. I didn't know that men felt this way because the comment, and you'll hear about this soon too, is all about the idea where she thinks that women have it much harder than men. And she thinks it's the opposite where there's a lot of bad men out there and it's harder for women to date. And and it just got a lot of traction on my Instagram. So we started DMing and and we said, you know what, let's let's do a podcast. Let's talk about this. Let's Let's have you back on, what is it, 13 some years later. So we're about to do that. You're about to hear it at least. And it was great. So just keep your mind open. I've been doing a lot more episodes like this. And I know that some of the stuff I'm saying can be uncomfortable to hear. It was uncomfortable for me to hear. But the reality is, is life is not fair. I'll just 
start with that. If that's out of context, you'll know what I mean when we get into the episode. Life is not fair. We are not necessarily dealt the hand that is fair. Women and men have to have their own different, they have their own unique challenges that they need to work through to be able to have the successful dating life they want. And it's not just handed to you. So you're going to be hearing a lot about that. So buckle up, get ready. Hope you enjoy the show. Here's my interview with Kinda. Kinda. Trip. Okay. We have so much to discuss, so little time. I know. And let's just start from the very beginning. This is... You've never been on this podcast, right? This is your never first. Never been on this podcast. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if you were the, no, you weren't the first female guest on my old podcast, but you were a, a listener. Maybe I can even say fan. I don't know. Of my first podcast back in 2009, which do you now remember what it's called that I told you a little bit ago? Dudes How? talking about chicks. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was a fan. Exactly. I wanted to say it. I was such a fan of the show. And I was a listener and I think I might've tweeted at you or some, 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 something. Yeah. And then you guys invited me on to the show and it was my first podcast interview in studio too, which was so fun. Yes. I remember in yes. LA. I, it's funny. Cause it was, I mean, whatever, 13 years ago or 12 years ago. And it, it feels like yesterday. I remember, I mean, I don't remember the specifics, but I remember the episode, you coming in us recording and it was cool to have you on the show because you weren't a friend at the time. You were a listener of the podcast and you lived in LA. So we were just like, come in and we'll, we'll chat about dating because you were very interested in that topic. Absolutely. And I think the way that you present dating, even with a name like Dudes Talking to Chicks, which is so fun. <laughs> I know. I think the way that you connect to both men and women has always been like very refreshing. And then, you know, and we ended up being friends just because you're just a cool dude. And you're a cool woman. Thank you. Or I should say cool chick. Chick. Exactly. Let's yeah. take it way back. That's better. So, yeah. So we've known each other for over a decade now. And it's really cool to have you back on the podcast. So I just want to say, first of all, I have a lot of respect for you. You're just always easy and fun to talk to, very mature. You're an amazing artist. Maybe just talk about that for a second. I mean, just because you have a platform here, I think you deserve to kind of talk about what you do and maybe show off some of the things that you're doing with your art. Thank you. Yeah, I've been a painter for many years and recently got into the digital world. So now I'm doing NFT art. And then I just have a small business. You know, I've been in the nonprofit world for a while. Mm -hmm. I've been doing a lot of just creative projects for a long time. But yeah, mainly like art is kind of where my heart has always been and, and has really been a lovely journey throughout all these years. That's great. That's awesome. Where can guys check you out, by the way, if they want to follow you and see what you're up to? I am at Hebrawi, which is my last name, H-I-B-R-A-W-I dot art. Okay, perfect. Awesome. We will put that in the show notes so guys can check you out. And well, first of all, real quick, since... We can't see you, although I don't know if you know if I'd be able to guess. How old are you? I just turned 44. 44. Okay. So I'm only asking you because it puts into context. First of all, you look you look great. You don't look a day over 35. I'll say that much. Thank you. You obviously take care of yourself. Well, of course you do. You live in LA and that's what people do. Or you live in SoCal. 
that's what people do. hundred percent. So the reason why I'm asking you that is because I think it's good for the guys who are listening and also part of our conversation to get the context of, of that. There's a difference. I believe I'm curious what you think about this, a woman dating in her forties versus a woman dating in her thirties, twenties, you know, and so on. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. I mean, I think for me, dating in my 40s has been a completely different journey than in my 30s. Uh, and, you how know, so? How so? I just think you're so, for me personally, again, I think you're so much more grounded in what you want. And you're very clear on what you're looking for. And hopefully you have enough tools to be able to communicate that with men, you know, that you're dating and I know that in my 30s, it just, it took me a while to just kind of figure out what I want, to be clear about what I want, and then to communicate that, which ultimately I ended up getting hurt because you'd be in these relationships that weren't really, like, they didn't go anywhere. And then you get heartbroken and then kind of have to do it all over again. Versus now, I just approach things just a lot more softly, oh, a little bit more fun. I'm just a lot more relaxed when it comes to I think dating and I'm also okay being on my own and alone. And I think in your thirties, you always have this like agenda, even unconsciously, right? Totally, yeah, it's what yeah. society kind of puts on us, especially with women. Like we have to have babies, we have to be married, we have to have all this stuff. And I feel like when we get to our forties, you kind of are like, well, I don't have the babies or I don't have that job or I don't have that husband. And you ha- you're kind of, it pushes you to let all that stuff go and then just kind of ease into to being more present and in the moment and with, with yourself and with the other person. So I, I find it's just been more fun. So can I ask you some personal questions? Sure. Feel free to not answer if you don't feel like it, but I know you're pretty open about this stuff. Did you want kids? Do you want kids? I So I don't want kids. I think that I had this perception when I was in my 30s that I needed to have kids. And I think that pushed the relationship stuff very hard for me. Mm-hmm. And I got in my own way a bunch of times as a result. And I'm, I'm really settled now and very clear that I personally don't want kids. I don't have a problem dating someone who has kids, obviously. But for me personally, it's not, it's not something I'm interested in at this time at all. Okay. So first of all, I just want to say I commend you and anyone out there who has a firm decision on whether or not they want kids. I don't know what it is. I just have a lot of respect for someone when they go, yep, I want kids or nope, don't want kids. I think that it's such an important decision that sooner rather than later, you got to know whether you want them and it should be firm because I don't know, there's something uncomfortable to me about someone who says, yeah, maybe I want kids one day. I don't know if it happens with the right person. It's like, uh, I don't know. That's just my opinion. It gives me an uneasy feeling like, uh, you, I just going to take a wild guess that maybe you'd potentially be better at parenting or more interested in being a parent. If you knew for sure you wanted to have them going into the, huh, maybe I'll do it. You know what I mean? So, but anyways, past that. So you're in your forties, you're dating, you just met a guy, you said, right. not here on the podcast, but when we were talking before, Correct. you were saying about him, tell me, let's start from the top there where you, you were telling me about you met him and he's not the guy that you thought you would necessarily meet. 
Yeah, so we met online and he wasn't the, my typical physically type of guy that I go for. He's very attractive. Again, there's just a type that sometimes you have, you know. But the way that he got me was definitely like how he spoke to me, you know, the way he texted me, how he followed through with meeting up. That was all super attractive. And then when we met in person, he just kind of said, like we were just aligned in what we were looking for. And he was very clear about that. And that was the most attractive thing about him. I mean, he used to live in LA and then moved down to OC, mainly to actually meet someone, you know, Mm -hmm. because he just felt like, you know, you've, you've lived in LA, like in LA, there's just this type that's, it's kind of go into the next club and the next bar and the next girl and the next guy, like, it's kind of like a revolving door. And so he just kind of got tired of that life and wanted to just, he had a friend who lived here, loved, you know, Laguna Beach OC area and just felt like he could actually meet someone who could be a potential partner for him. And so for a man to say that, like this was on our first date, like was amazing because I, that's kind of the type of way I speak to someone. He's also in his late forties. So that might help too. But I think again, it just goes back to someone being very clear on what they want Mm -hmm. and being confident and sharing that and communicating that very clearly. That's always number one attractive thing for Mm me. So, but you said he's not someone who you'd normally go for. What did you, what, what kind of guy do you usually go for that? I just like a dark haired guy. Like I just like a dark hair, like, you know, facial hair and you know, that kind of tip, like that's kind of the guy I usually go for. He's more on the lighter side. Like he's more lighter, blondish, brown, like clean shaven, you know, again, very attractive, good looking guy, but it's just not my, like I cannot, I could be a lot of, not a lot of people's type too. Like I'm a redhead, you know, fair skin. There's just a lot of people who are like, well, I just like a brunette, you know, or I like blondes or whatever. It's kind of like that. So I think again, like just kind of getting that out of the way and then really looking at just how the person speaks to you, if they're kind, if you align with the similar values, if they make you laugh. I think that's a big one too for me, just like kind of like a dry sense of humor. So there's just a lot there that just really clicked and like I felt was a, was a good match and he felt the same way. Okay. Okay. Got it. All right. But he still has most of the looks that you're looking for. It sounds like. What do you mean by most of the looks? <laughs> well, how tall is he? He's about 5'10", 5'11", 5'11". How tall are you? I'm 5'4". Okay. Yeah. Do you know, or maybe you know this because maybe this was you at one point in your life. Do you know that most women won't date a guy who's under six feet? No, I didn't know that. I think that's what they say they want. There's still people under uh, guys under six feet who are, who are getting laid and getting girlfriends and all that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Again, I don't, that I did not know. I, I think I've been out with guys who are five, eight. I think it would be harder to go less than five, eight for me personally too. I think there's, you know, I think it's just just something that you, as a woman, you kind of like having to be hugged and like grabbed and, you know, have someone a little bit, you could put your arms around. Yeah, makes sense. I, I get it. It's, uh, but it's interesting because even like a woman who's 5'3", can get that from a guy who's, let's say, 5'6". 
But no, she wants the man over six feet. And I guess what I'm why I'm saying this is because we were saying we were talking about this before we started the podcast. Is you have seen a lot of men who are very angry based mm. on a comment that you left on one of my Instagram reels. And so I'll answer to that for you real quick. One of the reasons why there's so many angry men out there is because the standards that women have are so high that it's almost becoming ridiculous at this point. There's even like a website that someone made and you can see the stats of like what most women say they want and the amount of guys that have those stats. So for example, a lot of women say they want a guy who's over six feet, makes over whatever, $200,000 a year, et cetera, et cetera. That's all I remember. And then it shows the stats of, of the fact that there is such a small amount of men. And so the reason why men are, are getting, one of the reasons why men are getting ticked off, and it sounds very uh, incel-like, but they're getting ticked off because women have such high standards that it's becoming unrealistic for them to ever find someone. And then there's all these great guys who might be let's say making $100,000 per year in 510, just as an example. And it's, it's impossible to hold a woman's attention. And then what happens is women, when, when we say this to them, they reply back, well, yeah, a woman should have standards. What's wrong with the, with the woman having standards? And the problem is, is because some of the women's standards are so high that they end up with no guys. So it's really kind of hurting everyone. What are your thoughts on some of that? And then I, I want to go into, again, what your comment was, because I forgot exactly what you wrote. But So I believe, yes, you should have high standards, but my standards relay more in values, integrity, confidence. Honestly, those are kind of more my values, like $100,000, 5'10". I'll take that guy if he's, you know, got similar, like, I don't, I personally do not see it that way, but, and I are say a big butt with this, but we are in the, in the, in the realm of online and online is a hundred percent visual. That's just a fact. It is a hundred percent visual men and women. I think going deeper is taking that next step by like talking to them, getting to know them, you know, whether it's on text or on the phone I have been ghosted so many times online, which is very typical, you know, for no reason at all. Nobody knows. There's no reason. Nobody gives you a reason. It's just, I think online is a very different world of dating versus you could see someone who's like five, five, eight and has this amazing personality and charisma and you would never be able to see that online. And that's just the facts. Correct. So if you don't have those stats, women are passing on that. So there has been statistics shown by, I don't remember if it was Match or Hinge, but it showed that women are swiping on a significantly low amount of men. So they're saying yes to a significantly low amount of men, and men are saying yes to more women. So it feels like there's some sort of disconnect here in the fact that First of all, you're right. It's like if most guys got the chance to be on a date with some of these women who are only swiping on the top tier of men, they would find themselves with a great guy. 
not saying all these guys are great. There's only a portion that are, but it's a way bigger portion than the top 20%. And the top 20% on a dating app is a guy who's super chiseled, super good looking, over six feet, has, I think the, the profession that got the most mm-hmm. yeses was like law, like maybe a lawyer potentially. Mm-hmm. It was either a lawyer or a doctor. And then also in a certain age range as well. Think maybe it was like late twenties to like early thirties. So we're talking about such a small portion of men that these women are going for. And then when I, you say these women, I think we need to define most women. I think that's a really big thing to say. Most women. First of all, if I see a guy, the stats with, are there though. I'm gonna just say I'm gonna speak for me personally. On a dating app, if I see a guy shirtless and he's chiseled, I'm not gonna swipe on him. Here's why. Most likely he's going to be a player. It's not what I'm looking for. Again, if I'm looking to hook up with someone, I probably will swipe on him, but I'm not. I'm looking for a relationship, you know, so I'm not going to swipe on someone who could potentially be a player. And so I think it depends on what women are looking for. I think what were you you looking for when you were 30? I think that's an unfair question because I'm such a different person. I'm literally such a different person. Well, that's okay. I'm not, we're not, you're not here to judge you. But um, I, but, uh, you're but right. That, that, that's the point. Though. How many men you are, are going to swipe on a girl over a woman over 40? There's also like this stereotype that women, most guys in their forties don't really go for girls, women in their forties. They want a woman in her twenties, honestly, which yeah. There's also that. There's also that. I mean, I think I'm sure that if I met a lot of these guys in person, you know, I take care of myself. Like I do well, like emotionally and spiritually and all this kinds of stuff. And it would be a very different engagement if we met in person versus when they're judging me online and they see I'm like 40 plus and they're like, no way. Yeah, I think you're right. I think as a 44 year old woman on a dating app, generally speaking, you probably don't have a high chance with any guy under the age of 30, you know, mid to late thirties. I'm sure like anyone 30, for example, 38 and under is probably not interested in over that, over that age. Necessarily in that either. That's true. That's true. However, guys in their forties and fifties and sixties absolutely would want to be with, uh, with a woman of your age. Very few in their 40s, honestly. Yes, 50s and 60s, maybe. But I think, again, from my own personal experience, very few in their 40s. And this could go, again, back to I want to have kids. If a guy in his 40s wants to have kids, makes sense. He's not going to swipe on a woman who's in her 40s. And so Definitely, now we're, yeah. not, we're no longer talking about a love match or a connection. Now we're literally talking about just kind of who is going to align with what I'm looking for. If I'm looking for a hot guy or a hot woman as a hookup. That's a very different, you know, group of people that I'm going to swipe on versus I'm looking for a relationship. I'm looking to have kids. I'm looking at, you know, there's, that's very different. But you didn't answer the question from earlier is the 30 year old Kindo. What was she looking for? I don't, I think I was looking for love more than anything else. Like I really wanted a great love and I wasn't specific about some of the values beyond just love. Cause I think right now I'm looking for friendship and love and I'm looking for stability and someone who's responsible, 
someone who's true to their word, someone who has integrity, you know? So I think I was looking for more of the love adventure versus like, I was looking for love and these other qualities that also can come with love. Okay. And when you were 30, did you know that you didn't want kids or were you undecided? Undecided for sure. I was undecided. Okay. 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 Got it. Okay. So let's go to the comment. Let's talk about the comment, which I wish I, I think I can pull up here because it was, it was when I was talking about pickiness, right? Yeah. I was, options. I think, I think it's options and pickiness. Yeah. So hold on. Let me find this real quick. Here it is. Boasting 142,000. Is this it? Yeah. Okay. Here I found it. Cause you're right at the top. <laughs> okay. So I said in there, I said that women have more dating options than men. And because of that, they become pickier because they have so many options. Then you replied and you said, I say it's the opposite. So many great single women, very few quality men. The men have too many options and it makes it harder to choose one woman to date. So it's interesting that you say that because... I think it's the opposite of what you're saying, but I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. And and if you want to talk more into what you were saying there in the comment. I think what I was saying is that there's a lot of, again, as a woman in her forties, there's a lot of younger women and those get swiped on more so than a woman in her forties who does take care of herself and has kind of her shit together. Not that I'm saying, you know, 30 and 20 year olds don't, but generally speaking as a, I think a lot of 40 plus just, like I said, are very clear about what they want. And I think a lot of guys look at visuals hundred percent. You know, if you've got a full body picture, if you're wearing a bathing suit, like if, you know, if you're looking hot in your pictures, then I think those get swiped on more. Not that I'm saying I have horrible pictures on, I don't, but I'm just not going to be out there in a bathing suit. I'm not going to like, post those kinds of photos. And I think those just get swiped on a lot more. And I think there's just this, this um, idea of younger women, there's just more options. There's more options because there's more younger women. The problem is, is those, a lot of those younger women have such a high sexual market value that they're going for the top of the top. Okay. Well then, then there you go. Like there's the dilemma. So maybe men should give older women a chance. (laughs) That's an interesting point. Men should give older women a chance. So would you date a guy who's 35? What's the youngest you would go right now? Assuming he he matches all the characteristics. Probably 35. Okay. So you would go for, for younger. Okay. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, when I'm on that app, I've had like 21 year olds and 18 year olds hit on me and I'm like, you know, I could literally be your mama. (laughs) Kinda, you just said something very important there. Why? You still have 21 year olds. This is the point is even a 44 year old. No, listen, 44 year old woman like yourself. Okay. You're on these apps. If we were to take 27-year-old dude, average guy, not that great looking, under six feet, you know, an average guy. An average guy is going to be under six feet and have an average position at a company. Him compared, I bet, if I had to guess, him compared to you, 
44 years old and technically in your what would be called lower sexual market value compared to you know a younger woman, I still think that you would have more options than that guy. Okay. What do you think? Do you agree or disagree? I don't, I don't know because a, I would never go out with a 21 or an 18 year old. Cause that's just not what I'm looking for. Just because you get hit on by someone doesn't mean that like, okay, now, you know, everything is, is fine. It's, it doesn't, there, first of all, the guy's got, I think there's clearly mommy issues there on the 18 year old. First of all, well, <laughs> like, it's a little much. Well, probably flattering. Yes. Flattering. Yes. Yeah. You know, but I'm not going to go there because it's just, but a guy, you know, a guy at 44 gets hit on by a 21, 18 year old would hundred percent go there. Uh, yeah, but they're not getting something that they don't even have that option. Still, I still, a woman such as yourself. And by the way, I should say this because no one can see what kind of looks like unless you go to her Instagram, you are an attractive woman. Okay. So you are an attractive woman. You take care of yourself. You're not some 44 year old woman who just kind of let it all go. But I guess my, my big point here is, is that most women are going to have more options and I get your point. Yeah, you're right. Just because you have a lot of options doesn't mean that you should pick them. And I'm going to trust you on this one. I'm going to try to trust you on this one that your criteria isn't as specific, but I just have a hunch that it is. And this is the problem. And this is not even really about you. I know we're talking to you, we're interviewing you, but it's also just kind of like the representation of women. And I'm not saying necessarily you're representing all of them, but there are, I'm trying to kind of give you the idea of what's happening out there, that there are these women out there, a lot of them that are very entitled they're very entitled. And this is why men are so angry. Women are really entitled to thinking that they should have the best. And one of the problems, and this is the problems for women, is as a woman gets older, so when she starts to go past her physical prime or physical peak, which means she's now in her late 20s, early 30s, and as she continues to get older, generally speaking, a woman becomes more and more entitled because She's always had options coming out of her, her physical prime. She's had so many options that that's sticking with her in her mind. And now she's becoming into her, not into her physical prime. Her sexual market value is lower. And while she doesn't have as many options of men as she used to, she still wants a type of guy that doesn't want her. And this is keeping her single. Does that make sense? I'm curious. I wonder if that happened with you. So I'm going to go back just a bit because I feel like if you end up with a woman like that, you're not going to be a happy man, honestly. Like you're talking about this entitlement. True, true. But then why are you even bothering with someone who's entitled in general? So a lot of men are opting out of dating. I get it. I opted out of dating too. If it wasn't for meeting this guy at the last, at the end of it, where I was like, had given up, I totally opted out of dating as well. Cause I was a, it just wasn't fun. And I think, but you do know, you th- do you think it wasn't fun because you weren't, you weren't as open-minded to a bigger set of, of opportunities of, of men. 
Like, I wonder if you were going on the apps and you were being not open-minded enough and that's what was keeping you single and frustrated. No, no. I think a lot of it was, um, kind of, I'd kind of gotten hurt so many times. And I think in the idea of not being open again to like falling in love comes into play a lot. I think after you reach a certain age, you have to take a lot of time to grow within. And I did that. Like I took a lot of time to kind of become more introspective and kind of do the work on myself. What were these guys doing to you? A lot of talk and not being aligned with, with actions. So, you know, I think like talks of commitment. Yeah. Talks of commitment, even, saying that they love, you know, someone, they loved me, but then just didn't want to commit. I mean, that's really heartbreaking, you know, lots of things, cheating for sure. In the past, I think you start to ask yourself, what am I attracting? Like, why am I attracting this type of person and getting hurt over and over? And so I really needed to do the work the last few years. Do you think you needed to, I'm not, I'm not saying you were, you're playing victim, but were you thinking that you were playing the victim? Like you were in the victim mindset? Um, possibly. I don't think, I don't think it was a victim. I think it was more of just a hurt person. You know, I was just very hurt all the time mm. and just kind of walking around with like a broken heart. And so when you walk around with a broken heart, you react differently than when you're full and you're, you know, you feel whole on your own and happy and content. And I think you do end up drawing and attracting a certain type of person who wants to be with someone who is heartbroken all the time and vulnerable. And oh, interesting. So you, you, it sounds like you have done a lot of work on yourself to come to that conclusion. Yes, because it was kind of on, uh, kind of on repeat. And, um, I, like you were subconsciously picking the wrong men. Mm-hmm, definitely. And then I think a lot of it could have been based on, like you were saying, like what they look like or what they would do or how they, you know, and then it just wasn't, I realized that a lot of the values I was missing, those kind of really strong va- core values and those became my priority. Have you heard of the word Chad? No. A Chad? Okay. Um, Sounds like a Brad, which I I always think. Okay. What what, what do you think a Brad is? Like kind of a, like a guy who like skis, like, and is kind of of douchey. (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of what a Chad is. It's like a douchey guy, but he's like Mm -hmm. super attractive and like gets laid a lot. Right. So do you think you were going for a bunch of Chads? Well, only because they were hitting, they would, you get hit on by them. And so a lot of times it's kind of who ends up coming up to you. I think if guys would just not be a shot, like kind of the shy, nice guy came up to me, I probably would go there, but good, they just good didn't. point guys listening, listen up. That was a really good point. Honestly, um, it's just those guys just didn't would just come up and talk to me and hit on me. And then. I'd be like, okay, yeah, sounds good. You know, kind of open-minded and open-hearted. And then I'd get heartbroken. So this is what, so this is, it's funny because this is how it's been going now. This is how it goes for women. It's interesting. I feel like this, hold on, before I get into my point, how long were you dating these Chad Brads for? Like all your life? At least 10 years. I would say, I'd say most of my thirties. What about, what were you doing in your twenties? 
twenties, mm, I was I was a late bloomer. Let's put it that way. I grew up in the Middle East in a very conservative Muslim upbringing in Saudi Arabia. Got it. And so, very late bloomer was very new to the dating world later in life. So I would say, like you know, I didn't really so date. Probably like virgin until you were like in your thirties. Wow, that got personal. <laughs> I, I told you I'm going to ask personal questions. <laughs> You don't have to answer. I was a late bloomer. Just put it that way. Okay. Okay. So this is all relevant information here because, okay. So technically you started like your real dating in your thirties. And I was shy. And I think people saw that Mm -hmm. as like stuck up, you know, but I was such an introvert and I was so shy. And so mainly I got a lot of those Chad Brad's who are like full on confident, you know, the bad boy types. Yeah, this is, this is, so this is the part of the problem here is that that's the top 20% of guys. So the top 20% of guys are having sex with and going through most of the women. And what woman doesn't want to be with the top 20% guy if she gets an opportunity? Most women will. But the problem is, is those guys a lot of them are not necessarily wanting to be the settled down person. So what happens to most women, it happened to you a little bit later because you started dating later. Well, I was engaged too. I was engaged in my late twenties. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. So not really dating per se until proper thirties. Yeah. Yeah. Like early, like 31, 32, Mm -hmm. like whatever around there. Yeah. Right. So. Most women have the same exact experience as you, except they're just starting it a little bit earlier because right. they, they, you're a little bit of an exception there, but, but it's still the same thing. So what most women go through is exactly what you went through just a little bit earlier because they started dating earlier. So there are this like, well, whether they're super cute and young or just average and young, they're 21, high sexual market value for the most part, lots of options, can get on a dating app and basically be able to have options for so many guys and to just be real blunt here, they're getting banged by all these guys through their twenties. And finally what happens is they start to, and this happens to a lot. It's very interesting. This happens to a lot of women. They get into their late twenties. It's always in the late twenties, right when their sexual market value goes down. It's at that exact same time, the 27 to 30 they start to finally want to settle down and be serious and they start to then, well, hopefully if they're smart, they're going to lower their standards so they have more opportunities with guys. But like I said earlier, they enter their 30s, they're ready to settle down, but they have a smaller pool of men available now because not all the men want them. But still, with that being said, even those women still have more options than an average guy in his 20s, but that's a whole different conversation. So I feel like you kind of went through the same thing at just a little bit later of a stage, almost the same idea. Also remember, if you want to have babies as a woman, you pretty much need to, I mean, now I think there's a lot more help and obviously surrogacy, but it's very costly to do all that in IVF. But you know, your, your prime time to have babies is also that 25 to 35 year old woman self. And so I think you also have to look at that. And so I I think really, honestly and truly, if a man comes with integrity and with confidence and speaks to you without being super needy or kind of overwhelming you. Totally. But gives you space. I think 
that that will score so much better than anything else, truly. And I, and I say that because I just didn't have that for a long time. A lot of it was because I was a closed off person. And so but I you just, still met men, didn't you? I still met men because of my physical looks for sure. Yeah. But it was the wrong, but I ended up getting hurt and I was, I, I wouldn't say I was very innocent, honestly. Like I just didn't know any better until I, I got hurt so many times that that's how you kind of learn. So let me ask you this. This is not a podcast for women. So mostly 99% probably is men listening to this episode, but I'm just curious as a 44 year old woman who is single and has, you've learned so many lessons over the years. What advice would you give to, let's say a woman who was 25 right now with date in terms of, of dating relationships? Let's say also she's a woman, for example, that wants to get married and have kids. Like, what would you tell that woman? I'm curious. So she's 25 and wants to get married and have kids. Yep. Yeah, because that's a very different woman than who's 25 and is not interested in marriage, but is career driven. Actually, right? let's switch it out and then we'll come back to that one. Let's go with 25 years old, probably wants to have kids, not ready for it yet, and career driven. What would you say to her? First of all, I, I do think that me giving advice is very broad because me, 25 was very different. And I had to experience, a. I really did have to go through a lot myself to experience things. But that's where it's nice to get wisdom from older people who have gotten, you know, it's like, maybe you can help give some of these younger people a shortcut. So while you did have there to go no through that. There's no shortcut to life though, right? There's well, no there's, there's some hacks. <laughs> There's no shortcut. Like that's the thing. Sometimes the lessons you have to learn, you have to do it on your own. And like, I would say though, if I had to talk to my 25 year old self, let's just say my 25. No, 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 <laughs> no, Cause, no. It, Cause it's different. It's different. You're, you were I'd different. Say, no, I'd say, first of all, go into therapy. I'd say, get a good therapist. I'd say, do the work. I'd say, what, get what work. work? I'd say the inner work, like, you know, kind of heal old wounds, you know, childhood wounds for start, but you're 25, like your brain is still not fully formed. Honestly, like a 25 year old brain is not fully formed. So just, I just about barely just about, there's still some left, but <laughs> I, I don't mean to be, you know, condescending about that at all. But honestly speaking, I think that it's a really good time to get to know yourself. I think that making commitments at 25 beyond yourself is not something I would recommend, honestly. And I think that this whole idea that by 30, all of a sudden you've become fully formed and this like, you know, super mature, super like grounded person is also a fallacy. Like I think each person in their own time is going to like come to their own full person. But I think doing the work, starting to do the work at 25 is a great is, is great. I think that's a good start because you really don't know what you want. Honestly, even if you think you want kids at 25, that could totally change. By but then, but then what happens is, but then by that time it's too late. If you spend Why? all this time trying to figure out if you're, I mean, I'm not, too late. nothing's wrong with therapy, but by the time you're 30, your sexual market value has gone down as a woman. You have less options. That's not true because if I'm, um, I'm still going to go for someone who's still is going to be attracted to me the way I look at 30, you know, it doesn't. 
Yeah. If you're, if you're keeping your options open. Why wouldn't I keep my options open? Most women aren't keeping their options open. This is what I'm telling you. Oh, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I, I don't know why you wouldn't. But I also think that like, as a man, if you're coming at me at 30 and I don't want to have kids or I'm not sure or whatever, and he does, and that clarifies a lot of things up front too, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I would tell a 25-year-old woman? I would say to her that, well, let's, let's say this. I'm just going to assume that this, this woman wants to get married and have kids eventually. It's in her life plans. Okay. Okay. So career woman in her life plans, which I would assume there's probably a lot of women out there like that. It might be your average woman, 25. We'll say she's cute. I would say to her, lock down a man as, as soon as you can, because right now is the time when you have so many options that you have the ability to find a really great guy. And if you wait too long to focus on that, then it's going to be trouble for you in the long run because you're not going to have that many options and you might become jaded. Just like, I don't think that you're jaded, but I think a lot of women become jaded because they were just banged and tossed to the side in their 20s. And so you have this woman in her 30s who's now in her low sexual market value, kind of jaded, feels entitled to having most men. And that's not the reality of the opportunities that she can get. So I would tell a 25 year old to try to lock a man down now because this is, this is the time. But we changed so much. Like that's the thing. Like you also, I mean, I feel like if I had chosen a man at 25, I would have been really unhappy. What if he was a really great guy? I'm sure he would have been a great guy has nothing to do with being a great guy. But I think like if you don't find someone who's willing to also evolve with you and they just stay the same. Well, let's assume that that great guy does do that. I mean, I'm not saying people shouldn't be in therapy. That's different. That's different. But I think that like when people marry at 25, 30, even like they're like very, you know, if they don't evolve together, I think they can grow apart because people change and what they want in life changes. I think that's something that I look for now is someone who in their values, their core values of who they are, they maintain that, but they're still willing to evolve and grow and become the best version of themselves. I wasn't thinking about that at 25. I wasn't thinking I want to be the best version of myself. That's the problem. But it is a problem. I agree. So as I'm saying, get into therapy. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Listen, I, I agree with you. It should be a little bit of everything. Like, you know, a 25-year-old woman should not be drinking and doing drugs and partying and and treating their bodies like trash and just being hot girl, living her best life, banging a bunch of dudes. Like no, that's not going to do anything good that. for Men her. Men shouldn't be doing that either. Not just women, but same with men. Um, I think men are less affected by having sex with a lot of women versus women having a lot of sex with men. You know, I, I think that it puts a harder emotional toll on a woman yes. to have sex with, let's say, 50 yeah. guys in three yeah. years versus a man having sex with 50 women in three years, for example. I mean, it's it's not like that's not something I'd want to hear about my husband having done, honestly. It still would not be like something attractive or a turn on. 
that he slept with 50 women in For his sure. life. Yeah. That's yeah. not a subject, but I'm- no, no, this is, but this isn't, this is a topic that, that does come up a lot in the dating scene and, and, and dating advice scene. You're, yeah. I don't think a woman is necessarily like that's hot. He's slept with a lot of women, but I think that it has a stronger effect on men. Okay. Meaning I think yeah, it's more I- unattractive for a man. It, I think it lowers the sexual market value of a woman to have slept with more men versus a guy. But how would you know unless she tells you? Like, well, yeah, something? you won't. You don't know. Yeah, unless- so there's an assumption. Let's say she's this stunningly beautiful, gorgeous woman. Because there's just an assumption that maybe she has. How do you know versus? Um, no, I don't think. So. I, I well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't assume. I have, yeah. I have no idea. I don't know. No, there are some women out there who are like the ultra, very like model looking, very beautiful women who have slept with very few men. So, and I would say that I bring this up because it goes back to the idea that they don't get hit on as much as you think, or if they do, it's just not in the right way. It, it's a very, if you hit on a, a beautiful woman in a really thoughtful mm-hmm. kind of polite, genuinely kind way, you have more of a chance with her than if you're just like throwing yourself at her and be coming off as like creepy or sleazy or just kind of, it's the way that you approach. It's not just about a woman's looks like, Hey, gorgeous. Hey, beautiful. Like that doesn't mean anything to a beautiful woman, you know, unless that guy was super attractive and then it no, even so, even so, even so, even so. Okay. So this guy that you're dating now, how long have you been dating him for? I, are we going to get into this? If you, if you, if you let me. No, it's very new. He's so, probably not going to hear this episode. So, yeah, it's very new. So I'm still like. Do you know. think he's going to be different from all the Chad Brads? I hope so. I think so. Yeah, hope so. Different type of personality. So far, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so far, definitely. How many dates have you been on with him? Yeah, we're going to change subject. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to say how many dates? Uh-uh. Okay. I don't want to push you. And how are you meeting men now? Well, I'm not dating anymore because I'm dating this person. Oh, okay. How were you meeting men? Um, online. Any specific apps? Yeah, the one that I like the most is The League. Oh, yeah, The League. That's still around, huh? Yeah, I like it because it's less options. I don't hear, I don't hear about it. It's less options. It's way less options. Less options. What do you mean? Why do you like that? Because I don't like having a ton of options. I like having the three. They give you three options every day to choose from, and that just works perfect for me. And also it clicks or links to your LinkedIn or something. So for me, I like that because I like a smart guy. I mean, I just like an intelligent man that I can converse with. So. Those two things made it really like an attractive dating app for me. I really don't enjoy the huge quantity of men, you know, on the dating apps like you would on um, Hinge or Bumble. You mean all those options you have? Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> so many guys. Do, know, guys, do you hear this? I all don't. The options. No, that, no, that's not fair. I don't. Forty-four no. years old. Not all those and options. You I do. just don't, no, no, no. I meant like, no. I meant like when you're on like a like a Bumble or a Hinge, it's like all the op, you know, the many like options that you have to choose from. I don't. Yeah, no, yes, that I understand. Person. That's how the dating app works, right? You swipe left or right. 
Oh, I hear what you're saying. Like the league only has three options versus sitting there and swiping all the time. Exactly. And how many of those men that give you percentage wise, when you say yes to a guy in the league, how often were they saying yes to whenever you decided to say yes? Not that, I mean, it wasn't, it didn't happen all the time for sure. It wasn't always like a match. Like percentage wise, if you had to say like 50%. No, no, less than that. I would say less than that. Okay. Yeah, maybe like 30%. Okay. Still yeah. pretty good. <laughs> Is hey, that pretty good? 44 and you, you still got it. Oh, thanks. That's great. Have I opened your eyes at all here to what's happening in the dating scene and how men and women are are experiencing yes. it? I mean, I know you're experiencing it in your own way as well. So I'm not right. trying to mansplain you in any sense. Yeah. But I just wanted to give you kind of the... Explain the experience of what men are going through. I think dating today is really challenging overall. And I totally get just kind of giving up on it because I definitely have myself at times, you know, and I've kind of, I understand that, but I also feel that we just need to be more vulnerable than, than we would normally. And I think that's going to help break a lot of walls and a lot of barriers because we're not able to meet casually in person the way we used to. And I think there's even become an awkwardness in that too. So I feel like if you have a great chat or phone call with someone, take it to the next step and just meet for coffee and see what happens. You know, I think kind of even being, I don't know, I just felt like after I made that comment, there was a lot of anger at me and it made me really sad, which is why I reached out to you. I'm like, Hey, do you want to have a conversation about this? Because there's a lot of anger thrown at me, I felt, from men. And I definitely didn't understand it. And it made me sad because there's a lot of women on the other side who are also become disheartened. So there's clearly a disconnect happening somewhere. And I, I don't think it's fair to blame one or the other gender. I just think that the way of times that we live in, it's just become challenging since the pandemic. It's Things have changed. Work life has changed, which also means dating life has changed, which means a lot of people who met at work or met in college or met out the bar. It's not necessarily the case anymore because of the what happened in 2020. Yeah. And no. So- yeah, you're right. Things have definitely changed a lot. I don't want to make an outright statement blaming any gender, but I have to say, I keep on hearing more and more stories and seeing more and more examples of a lot of very entitled women. And it's making me sad because it's making me have so much disrespect, not for all women in general, but those women for sure. And I see a lot of great guys who are not talking the way they talk at all. I mean, yeah, there's some dudes in like the top 20% who are just alpha chads, brads who are just kind of using and abusing women and, and doing really terrible in some, some sense, doing very terrible things to women. But I, I don't see that as a majority of men. I see that as like one small subset of men, but then I'll see like all these other women who like a, a, a greater population of women who are just acting so entitled. And I think a lot of other guys are seeing it too. And it's, it's just feeling frustrating to them. I think for women, what's been frustrating for women is the, the lack of commitment too. 
So I think it's like we feel men are dating so many women at once. We feel men are dating multiple women at once and not really then committing to a relationship with one. Right. I guess what I'm trying to help you understand is that's a small percentage of men because they're all, because all the women are going for the same men. So that's who they're experiencing. I, I completely understand and trust that women are having that experience. I believe them. I believe you that you are having that experience. You, you definitely are having that experience, but you're not having it with like all the guys. And again, you probably don't know, know that you just wouldn't know that I'm trying to, open your mind a little bit to understand that it's not all guys who are doing that. It's the guys who have the most options that are doing that. It's the, it's the top 20%. I don't think it's the top 20% though. I think it's like really normal average guys who do have access to more options on dating apps than they would in the real world. I don't think that a lot of the guys would go up to like 10 different women in a bar and hit on them, but they will swipe 10 times and talk to 10 different girls on the app. So there's this, op- there is a level of options. It's changing too. I see. I don't see that. You can be talking to 10 girls. You can be talking to 10 girls on the dating app. Yes. True or false. Yes. Oh, true. But true. most men don't have that opportunity. Some, I yes. Some are. To believe. Why? I do. Why? <laughs> Why? He's so there's so many women on there. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You're right. There's so many men and there's so many women on there, yeah. but that doesn't mean they have all the options. I mean, there's statistics that I'm not making up that have shown this. They have the stats. They know how many women are swiping and how many men and how many men are swiping and how many women. I also want to say, I'll go back to saying this again, that because we're on a dating app, everything is super visual, right? So yeah, true. your pictures do matter. Like if there's all these like bro type of pictures in there, I'm not going to swipe on it. And he could be a great guy. Okay. But he's like got all this like bro photos all over the place. Not so swipe on them, for example. Okay. So there's a stat from OkCupid that women think that, I'm looking this online, women think that 80% of men are below average in attractiveness. Most, so women, so women, including you, are finding most men unattractive. 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 So they're going for the top 20% of attractive guys. I mean, I don't know what, I don't know how to respond to that because I don't (laughs) Well, No, because it's a very high number. That's a very high percentage. It's crazy, but it's, 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 but I I also brought up that one point of like, if someone's dating profile, they have all these weird pictures. And by weird, I meant like super bro pictures. They're not swiping on that. So I think it's kind of unfair because well, I, maybe, think, well, may, I don't maybe, think I mean, maybe, asked, maybe you're not, but I bet you a lot of other women are of what they're swiping on the, no, I, I don't think, know. I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't even know. I'm not really even commenting on necessarily what kind of pictures, but yeah, I'm looking at a study right here. This is an, on okay. Cupid. It says right here. Can I share my screen with you? Right. Is this possible? That's, a, that's one study okay. and you're not looking at, 
at what women are. Like, I think again, it's just, well, if we were to open up a dating app right now, we can go through profiles and I will tell you exactly why a woman would not choose that guy, even though he might be amazing, I swear. But it's like what he's written. Women read what you write. First of all, men don't necessarily. And they look at your, they look very thoughtfully at your photos. They do. So, well, I think, I think both men and women on dating apps are looking definitely at the photos. Those are the most important. But if I sat you down (laughs) next to like, I'm trying to, create like a equal study here. If I sat you down next to a 44 year old man, I guess. And you guys both swiped on Bumble or Tinder for 30 minutes. He would have a larger amount of women that he would have said yes to. And you would have a much tinier percentage. Agreed. Agreed to that. Yeah. So women are picky. But I explained to you. So women are pickier than men. Yeah, but 100%. But I explained a a couple of reasons why. And and if we even go back to biology, women biologically need to have a responsible husband, father figure to have babies with. So they are going to be very, they unconsciously will choose. Agree. Agree. So, so they are going to be picky. I'm not, I mean, that's just as a basic biology. That's one. Two, they are going to look at if they're attracted to that person. And then three, they're going to look at what kind of photos that person is putting on there. So it's not just, like I said, even if there was a guy who was very chiseled and gorgeous and he's out on his yacht I'm or and he's in his car, I'm not swiping on that type of guy. No, you're not now at 44, but you would no, have that's probably not at 30. True. Even in my 30s. I mean, I did dating apps in my 30s, my late 30s. And oh, yeah, I guess you're, you're right. You're also 30. I bet you if you, you were 25, then you would have. Yeah, but the woman is looking for something different at 25. She is not looking to settle down. Most women at 25 in this age are 100% not looking to settle down. I agree, agree. And right, so that's why... But women should think about settling down earlier should. because they have. Are you shitting us? Are you shitting us? Yeah, I mean. But they're not. They're not in that. Yeah, space. just like you should shit. I mean, guys should get shitted too. We all should get shitted if we're doing something that's not helping us in the long run. There's a I should. Think that men should not. I think a man in his thirties should be looking at a woman in her thirties. I think, or, but I think looking at a woman in her twenties online, specifically online, maybe if you met in college or you met in person, it's a very different conversation. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a different talking about online, which is its own beast. It's got its own rules. It's its own beast. It's not always successful, but when it does successful, it's great. I just I think I, a woman in her twenties online is not necessarily looking in a for a relationship, and neither is a guy. And maybe she should be, but maybe she doesn't want to be. Well, why, that's, why, maybe why that, is it okay for a guy in his twenties to not? I'm just saying. Not I don't think a guy. Well, I think a guy in his twenties. I'm just going more on the data of when a man or a woman has his, its most options. So, for example, a 21 year old dude doesn't have as many options and as much as he would when he's like 32, 33 in his higher sexual market value, because men are seen as more valuable in the sexual marketplace when they are older, when they have accumulated more wealth, uh, more mature and all that. So I would 
should a guy in his 21, well, I should say should not. I would tell a guy who's like 25, you should not be looking to get married right now. You're not ready yet. There's other things that you need to be focusing on, like your career, that's going to make you a more high value man and things that you need to do to become a more high value man. And that's going to take more time. And so you should realistically, in a perfect world, I know this is not for everybody, but in a perfect world, like a 21-year-old guy who's listening to this right now, they should be working on themselves more, kind of dating, understanding how to meet women, having some fun a little bit, and then looking to more get married into their later 20s, early 30s, and into mid-30s. Well, why can't you say the same for a girl? Because her, because her sexual market value decreases after 27. Who cares about that? Says who? Says which data? The one on OkCupid that you have? <laughs> no, says... So, okay. That's not fair. By the way... It, no, life isn't fair. Life isn't, life isn't fair. 100% life is not fair. But I was... Uh, uh, for me, you, my... But you said... But, sexual market... What did you call it? Sexual... Sexual market value. It's not a myth. It's a real thing. Right. You, you, even, you even admitted to it earlier. My sexual market value, honestly, in my 30s was way higher than in my 20s. For sure. That's, that's what you think because you think men think like women, but they don't. No, I'm saying if men didn't know how old I was, they just looked at how I physically looked. But men are very interested in what a woman looks like. I know. And I'm saying but they're also interested in other things too, beyond yeah, other looks, things too, but, but I, I, I disagree that a woman should be settling down at 25 too. Totally. And married with kids. But don't you think it's, don't you think just because of her, well, she won't necessarily be married with kids at 25, but she has her most options at that age. So that means it's going to be easier for her to find the kind of guy that she really wants it's well, going to be harder for her. Options, like just because you have options doesn't mean they're the right ones. Well, statistically speaking, if you have more options, you have a higher chance of finding what you're looking for. Yes and no. Yes and no, because like I'm not interested in the 18-year-old or the 21-year-old. Those are options. I guess what I'm saying here is, well, let, I think, well, okay, let's talk about sexual market for a second. We are, this is, a longer interview than I usually do, but we're really getting into it. <laughs> I'm sure this is much different than the interview we did in 2009. Very different. But I like this because we obviously respect each other. So we're having a, a good. But we're also different people, right? We are. We, yes, and, we are. And where we're at in life is very different. So our and, conversations uh, are different. Our conversations true. are, and I bring this to a point. My point is our conversations are not going to be a lot more grounded and more mature and more clear than when we had conversations in 2009 because of growth and age. Let, so, me, let me ask you a question. I'm going to give you a test on, 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 let's see how well you know men. Okay. Okay. I wish we had an audience here. Be a lot, much more, much more fun. Well, I'm sure okay. I'll hear it online at some point. <laughs> <laughs> you will. You're going to start like DMing me and sending oh me things God. that we've been talking about and stuff. No, come at me. Be nice. Okay. So, Okay. Yeah, guys, definitely be nice because Kinda is um, to come on a podcast and talk about this stuff and be brutally honest is really hard. And she's awesome. Okay. So let's do a little test. Let's see how well you know men. Let's pretend you're a man. Okay. Oh, or let's just say this. What do you think a man would be more interested in? Generally speaking, I know there's exceptions. I know that this no, nothing's ever 100%. But if we had to take a general poll, 
Okay. What do you think a man would be more interested in? A woman who is, I hate to, you know, degrade humans to numbers, but it makes it easy to just understand, right? So let me just say this. She's a six and a half, seven, probably close to like six and a half. She makes $250,000 per year. Okay. That's woman A. Let's even call her a six. Let's say actually let's call her a six and she makes $300,000 a year doing really well for herself. Clearly. Right. That's, that's in the upper, upper class. Right. She's a six. Okay. Let's put a 10. We'll even say a nine or a 10 woman. So model quality in front of the man. She makes $40,000 per year. Assume both are feminine and sweet and therapied and all good. So they're equivalent except for their looks and the amount of money they make. Generally speaking, do you think men will more go for woman A or woman B? Well, first of all, you made this comparison to prove a point for you. Which not, is, well, I'm just curious. Well, what do you think? Not, not a good point for me. It's, it's just, let's just see. Or woman B, for sure. Um, okay. Why do you think that is? For her looks. Yeah, because visual cues visual. are more important to a man right. than if a woman can provide resources. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, most men would probably go for that. Sure. Okay. Now. This is a hypothetical scenario because guaranteed... They're not going to be the same personality. They're not going to have the same types of goals. Well, I'm sure that those two women exist somewhere. I bet you in the world that there's two women that are pretty much the same except for their looks. And one's a 10 and one's a six and one makes more money and one doesn't make that much money. I'm sure that exists somewhere. I guess the point is, is first of all, okay, so you... Yeah, I think I agree with your pick. You're also removing a very key part in this, which is... Who do I connect with as a man? Who am just I assume, just assume that they connect perfect no, to both no, of them. You're removing all of that just to prove this like physicality point, but you're removing the core part of like, am I in love with them? Can I have a conversation with them? Well, yeah, listen, if, if a guy, if a guy goes up to a woman and she's a 10, but she's a real piece of shit and she's like super, I don't know, crazy or whatever. Yeah. He's probably not going to, well, I'd hope wouldn't, wouldn't really? go for her. Did she you becomes see the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp trial. hundred percent. Most men wouldn't want to be with her. She's like super, well now she's a little bit older, but she's, yeah, she's, she was super hot, right. but yeah. Right. So I, I, and even I, Johnny Depp who dated Kate Moss and a thousand one other gorgeous women fell for this gorgeous. I agree, but it doesn't, but it doesn't mean that he's going to stable woman, but yes. So first of all, I, I agree with that. I'm just making the point of how visual cues are more important yes. than, than and fi- I too finances. Am a point, and I too am making a point back, which is they'll toss everything out the window for like a beautiful woman. Everything. Okay. Okay. Fine. Fine. That's yeah. okay. I can almost so, agree with so, that. I think a lot of guys do stick with women who are super attractive and who are crazy. And but that who are fur- pieces of shit and are crazy. That further proves my point is, is how. Actually, this, it proves my point. <laughs> what's your point? It's just like, when you go online, you're basing it completely on looks and on age. And then these guys are like, but those women, you're going for a very specific type of woman. I'm just, I'm just trying to, to, not, to those talk. Those guys are not going for the six, the seven, 
girl at all. They're not sweating. No, they, they, they are actually. I don't they're, believe that. I need are, to see some actually. evidence of that. I don't believe that. They are. No, for sure. Um, but listen. Okay. I'll, I'll trust you. Okay. You. So we got to wrap up soon, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, sexual market value. Okay. So my point here is, is that whether it's right or wrong or fair or not, the reality is that most, so like a women, a hot 25 year old woman is going to have more options than a woman past 35. Yes. Yes or no. Right. Sure. Yes. I don't mean to say that to be mean or at no, all. I mean, we can, no, we can I, say a guy who's 35 and who's really rich totally is going to have more options than a broke 21 year old dude living with his parents. I totally agree. So that's sexual market value. But again, if you're going for that, yeah, that if so, then if you're going for someone who has high sexual market value, it's totally normal that they're like, have all these options that they're choosing from. And so what I'm saying is choose someone who's not of that 25 super hot. But what you're saying to me, which I didn't know, is that this also applies to a six and a seven and a more average looking. Yeah. And, and, and again, I guess it's just also talking about the, the fact that women have more options and always, always will, which always kind of brings me back to this point, which I'm almost afraid to say, cause I know you're going to have a response to, I'm going to keep talking, but that I believe women have it easier in dating than men do because of the fact that they have so many options because for a woman, no. her challenge, which is a, which I admit is a challenge. Her challenge is, how do I pick the right guy, right? It's like, okay, all these guys want me. Now, how do I pick the right guy? So that's their challenge, okay? That's one. But then there's guys, they have double the challenge because they, at default, don't have many options. They have to work very hard to become a high-value man to have even as close as many options as, let's say, even like an average-looking woman does. So, he has to attract more women to get those options and then also has to then finally be able to get to the point that women are kind of at default at to be able to then pick and search for the one that's going to be the best. And that's why I believe it's easier for women. Well, what's and wrong about working hard on yourself to becoming a high value man? Nothing at all. Yeah. Nothing, why, nothing at what, all. What's wrong with that? Like, nothing do it at all, but it's, it's significantly harder. But, because but, it's significantly harder. You know how hard it is for a guy to make a six figures. I'm not saying about the money. I'm and, just. I'm not just. I'm not just speaking about the money. But a high value man also means someone who's interested in life itself, like life in general, has outside hobbies. You know, has traveled. Like these are all things that you, as a man, can bring to the table beyond just your what you're earning. Yes or no? You ask. Um, yeah. Ask your, ask your female friends in their I'm 20s telling and 30s. You. I mean, if, if there's someone who has like a, a, a well-rounded not It's not life, enough. It's not enough. I don't know. I disagree. They have, to, they have to be, for most women. What age group are we talking about again? Say most women in their 30s? Um, yeah, probably in their 20s and, and, and 30s. In I their think 20s. that... You know, we live in this age of Instagram, right? So Instagram also set this really high standard of physicality and 
the way people appear. And yeah, it's terrible. Agree. It's terrible. I think it's terrible. I agree. I, I think it's awful. Like, I'm so glad I didn't grow up in that era because I think it's really detrimental to like social connection. Yeah, no. Expectations. For and, sure. And what, what is required and of life, you know, um, you know, a girl in her twenties, I will say even in my twenties, it was really important to me to have, if I was getting married, the wedding and the wedding dress and the big event and all that. But now that stuff's not important to me. What I want is like, I'd rather take that money and put it into a house, for example. So that's the kind of difference we're talking about. I think, I think you are definitely an exception though. Um, you are, I have a lot of friends who are similar. I, I think that... I'm happy to introduce those single guys out there. We should have, I would love to have a panel of women. Yeah. We, we Actually, maybe we should do that one day. Would we you be down? Do I, I mean, I have two girls at the top of my head already. They're like successful, sweet, you know... Success. How old are they? They're in their 40s. They're in their 40s. Okay. They're single? Single. Do they want to get married? Yes. Do they want kids? Probably not. Okay. So I they think can't that's the main they don't caveat. I think that's the main thing is that if you want kids, it makes sense to go for a girl in her thirties, but you not think the reason 20s. why they're singles because they were super successful. No, I think, you know, divorce. Sometimes you get married and divorced. I think I don't. Think oh yeah. That, okay. So they're divorced. Um, I don't think that the career is the main reason, you know, I think it can be, but I think again, if you're looking to have a family and kids, the girl in her thirties is way better than a girl in her t- these days, girls in their twenties, not really as interested in marriage and kids in the twenties, honestly. It's yeah. Just and I think that that's a problem because eventually they do get interested in that. They get into their thirties where now all of a sudden they're interested in it and they have a lower sexual market value. And then that becomes a problem for them because they want the marriage and kids. They have a smaller options and they're looking and they have, they have smaller options. Plus they're looking for, top of the top guys. Cause I bet you that your friends who are really successful, they're not going to be super. I, I would imagine they're not going to be super comfortable with someone who makes half of what they make. Maybe, maybe. I mean, there's exceptions to the rules. I can't speak for them. Obviously yeah. I can't yeah. speak for them, but, but I think that, that there's a lot of exceptions. I know a lot of people in that scenario who are making more and they have great relationships with their husbands and some not so much. There's not a rule, you know, some it's emasculating for them. You know, that goes down to, again, the relationship and, and the person itself, you know, some men are more secure with it. Some are uncomfortable with it. I mean, it's a very, it's not, a, I'm just saying it. I don't think that in this day and age, it's a black and white thing. I think there's a lot of gray that we're dealing with and I think it's a new territory. And I think marriage is not like how our parents raised us back in the day. It's, it's a very new world. And I think we just need to be more open to different things that we wouldn't have thought we would have been. I agree on that last note, what you said there, I agree, but I don't agree with the gray. I think the gray is really small and I think it's more black and white than we really think. Maybe I'm the naive one then. How about that? Maybe the conclusion I'm the one who's like naive and unaware. Maybe. I, I don't know. Just I, from my own personal experience. Yeah. Well, Kinda, <laughs> what a great, what a great conversation. What, what would you say? Did you Absolutely. have fun? So fun. Are it's you glad you came on? I'm so glad. Was, was this so your fun. second workout for the day? Yes, man. I'm beat. <laughs>
Yeah, it was great. It was great. So much fun. Yeah, this was great. Uh, thank you for coming on. Thank no, you for talking so cool. to me. I don't know if it was at all. Honestly, I'm just sharing my personal. Um, I think it's listen. Th- this the title of this episode is going to be called "An Honest Conversation with the Woman in Her 40s. Oh. And I do a, I do a a lot of these honest conversation type episodes. So I've had all different kinds of an honest conversation with blank and blank. So this is that. And I think it's, it's more just about understanding where females are coming from and understanding what they're experiencing and just guys learning about the reality of, of what it's like out there and 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 how it all works. So I appreciate you being part of it. Thank you for coming on. And, uh, Maybe I'll let you say the last words and you can say goodbye. And again, maybe say where people can follow you if you want them to. Well, thanks for having me on so much fun as usual. We're old friends. So I'm glad to see we're able to pick up where you last, you know, spoke, which I think was in LA. Thanks for the opportunity to just chat on my personal experiences. I loved it. I love where you're coming from as a show too, like how your intentions with it. And um, yeah, you can find me at hebrawi.art on Instagram or at Kinda Hebrawi on Twitter. Awesome. Guys, if you DM her, say nice things. Thanks, Kinda. <laughs>